0: Hello and welcome to Camel Screen Guild Players from OTRGold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors.
1: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight, Lady Esther presents the Screen Guild Players in Dragonwick. The 20th Century Fox Picture, based on the book by Anya Seton Chase. It stars Vincent Price as Nicholas, Teresa Wright as Miranda, and Glenn Langan as Dr. Turner. The Lady Esther Screen Guild players in Dragonwick.
2: Even now and after all these years, sometimes the smallest thing will bring it back. A bit of music, a man's laugh, a bird that's singing in the morning sun, and suddenly I'm there again. Suddenly I'm back at Dragonwick. It was more than I'd ever dared to dream. A girl like me, Miranda Wells, who'd lived all her life on a little farm, I was going to Dragonwick. I can still remember when the letter arrived. Cousin Nicholas Van Ryn. Cousin Nicholas, the patroon, who owned thousands of acres along the Hudson in a fine big house. Cousin Nicholas was inviting me to come to stay with his family and be a companion to his little girl. To think I'd never even seen a steamboat. Now I was on one, riding upriver. No wonder I was so excited. No wonder I came along, running along the deck and... Cousin Nicholas, cousin Nicholas, I saw it. Some of the passengers pointed it out. I saw Dragonwick.
0: I notice you've taken your bonnet off.
2: Oh, I was so excited, cousin Nicholas. How can you sit there so quietly? I should think that seeing Dragonwick would be more thrilling to you than anyone.
0: Nothing could be thrilling that is shared with so many other people. Did you like what you saw?
2: Oh, I'm afraid I've run out of words. I've said beautiful so often
0: Every now and then you say golly I prefer beautiful
2: I'll try to remember Do you mind if I keep off my bonnet just a minute? The breeze feels so wonderful against my face If you wish Thank you Now tell me about Dragonwick How many rooms?
0: I've never counted them
2: And a lot of servants?
0: I've never counted them either
2: Golly I, I mean Cousin Nicholas Am I hopeless?
0: Too bad you have to wear a bonnet The breeze must feel very wonderful indeed with a face as beautiful as yours against it.
2: It was very strange the way he said it. I might have puzzled over it more, but there was all the excitement of arriving at Dragonwick. The great spacious house, the servants and livery. I was too odd to notice little things. The way I was greeted by Cousin Nicholas's wife.
3: Welcome to Dragonwick, child. I hope you'll be happy. Nicholas, did you remember to bring the pastries?
2: And the first time I found myself with little Katrine. I don't love my Mama and Papa. They don't love me either. And yet, Cousin Nicholas was so gentle with his wife, so thoughtful and considerate, and so kind to of the child. I thought no more about the little things. Until that night, I remember that Magda, the housekeeper, was getting me settled in my room.
3: It's a lovely room, Miss Wells. I hope you'll like it.
2: I'm sure I will. Listen.
3: The harpsichord? That's Minier van Rijn playing. Sometimes he sits alone and plays for hours.
2: It sounds so gay and and yet sad somehow.
3: Yes. It was brought here by his great-grandmother, Azeeld.
2: Azeeld? Is that a Dutch name?
3: she wasn't Dutch. The old Minier brought her in New Orleans. That's her portrait that hangs over the hopsichord. Oh, she was beautiful, wasn't she? And very young. About your age. And not much older when she died.
2: She died so young? Why?
3: They say he never loved her. Never wanted her at all. He just wanted their son. And when the child was born, he kept him from her. He forbid her to sing and play. He broke her heart and drove her to... What? Well, they say she prayed for disaster to come to the Van Rynes. And she swore that when it came, she would be here to sing and play. She killed herself in that room at the harpsichord. Oh,
2: that's just kitchen gossip.
3: No doubt. Of course, I've never heard a zeal play myself. They say in the kitchen that you can never hear it unless you've got Van Rijn blood in you. But they, Minier will hear it. And Katrine. That's
2: utter nonsense. Of
3: course. Miss Wells... Why have you come here?
2: To be Katrine's companion? Why do you ask?
3: Because one day you'll wish with all your heart that you had never come to Dragonwick.
2: Good night. Perhaps that should have made me curious. Perhaps I should have thought more about it. But the life at Dragonwick was so new and thrilling. And a few days later was the Fourth of July. I remember the house was filled with guests. I felt awkward and out of place. And then, as though to tell me I was welcome, Cousin Nicholas unlocked the conservatory and took me in to show me about.
0: The plants look rather well, I think. I like to have them at their best on the day of the carmess.
2: Dr. Nicholas, what exactly is the carmess?
0: A very old custom. My tenants present their tribute to me and then eat, drink, and dance to excess at my expense
2: paying tribute. What's that got to do with the Fourth of July?
0: Nothing. I have made the dates coincide purely as a courtesy to Independence Day. But you haven't yet complimented me on my flowers.
2: (laughs) I'm afraid I haven't any words again. They're all so, so...
0: Exquisite would be a nice word. (laughs) This one is a Persian Grinalda. It's my prize. Do you like it?
2: Oh, it's beautiful. So beautiful, it's almost frightening.
0: My dear child, you mustn't let your...
2: Because Nicholas.
0: Do you hear that?
2: Oh, oh, of course. It's the Countess de Grenier. When she saw the harpsichord, she said she couldn't wait to play it.
0: Oh, yes. I, I'm sure the delay has been our loss. She plays very beautifully. Miranda, don't forget that at the Kermes Ball, you were to save the first waltz for me.
2: But when I'd feel out of place. I haven't a proper dress.
0: You will find one in your room. I brought it for you from New York.
2: But I couldn't. I'm so awkward. Cousin Nicholas, they'll laugh at me.
0: They'll not laugh, Miranda. They will not laugh if you dance with me.
2: He was so gentle and so kind with me. I could scarce believe he was the same man that afternoon at the Kermes. It was a strange sight, like something out of another world. Cousin Nicholas sitting on a great carved chair and the farmers stepping up to pay their tribute. One by one they came as they were called. And I could see their faces were hard and sullen. But each brought his sack of wheat or corn or rye until the name of Glasbleeker was called.
1: Glasbleeker. Glasbleeker next. I am here, but I've brought no tribute. You take off your hat before the platoon. I'm a free American citizen. I'll not take off my hat to any man. Nor oh, will you get so much as a grain of wheat for me.
0: Klaus wow. Bleeker, do you mean to farm my lands and make no return for the privileges I allow you? Your
1: lands? You hear that, man? His lands. Why, the
4: Bleekers have worked the hill farm for 200 years. And for longer than that, the Van Rynes have owned it. We've paid the
1: worth many times over, and you know it. Well, here's the finish.
0: Is that your final decision, class? Aye. I... I'm sorry to hear it. But since you feel that way, I order you to leave my land by tomorrow noon... Now, will the rest of you men come forward, please? I have something to say.
1: I'm tired of listening and talking and listening. I'm going to do something now.
2: I saw his knife flash in the sun. I saw a man jump in front of him. I saw the quick, sharp struggle and when it was over.
4: Mr. Van Ryn, I have his knife. Class will do you no harm. How fortunate, Dr. Turner, for him. He just lost his head, that's all. He doesn't want any violence any more than the rest of us.
0: Dr. Turner, you presume to speak for all of these men? And is that because whatever ideas they
4: may have in their heads, you put them there? That's nonsense. These men are not alone. The anti-rent movement has swept New York State. Man, take your head out of the sand and help solve this problem peacefully. Because it's got to be solved peacefully or not. Listen to me. Listen to me,
0: all of you. Just what is it that Dr. Turner wants you to want so passionately... It has an assortment of highly romantic names. The rights of man, life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. But do you imagine they will all be yours with the title to a few acres of soil? Believe me, my welfare does not depend upon you. But my rents and tributes and my responsibilities are hereditary. They are symbols of a way of life to which I have been born. And I shall never relinquish them. Now, who is next? (laughs)
2: I think I was a little shocked, a little angry. But through the weeks that followed, he was a different man again. So kind and gentle that a blind adoration filled my heart and bolted all I'd seen and heard from my mind. And so it was, until that day in mid fall. All that day it had been storming fiercely, and late that afternoon, as I was passing the conservatory, I noticed that the door was ajar. I thought perhaps the wind had blown it open, but as I went to close it...
0: Who is it? Who's there?
2: Uh, I'm sorry, Cousin Nicholas. I thought...
0: Oh, oh, it's you, Miranda. I just came in to get this plant. Johanna's cold is worse. She's going to stay in bed. I thought this might make her illness less unbearable.
2: Why, that's your Grinalda, your favorite. Oh, I'm sure that will make her very happy.
0: Then my wife will be happy, and I will be happy. We'll all be happy. (laughs) Now, let's get this door locked in. Van Rijn. What is it, Magda?
2: It's
3: Dr. Turner. He's in the great hall. He says it's most urgent.
0: Turner, I've got nothing to say. Oh, never mind. Miranda, will you take this plant up to Johanna for me?
2: Of course.
0: Tell her I've been delayed. I'll be up in a moment.
4: Dr. Turner? Mr. Van Rijn. I wouldn't intrude like this, but it's most important. Klaus Bleeker's been arrested for murder. A pity you weren't there to stop him I was time. there. The anti-renters were rioting at Snooky Hollow. The class wasn't anywhere near the boy that was shot. They just pinned it on him.
0: They? If you mean the Patroons, you must also mean me, in which case I fail to comprehend I want one.
4: your assurance he'll have a fair trial.
0: Dr. Turner, will you stay for dinner? No, thank you. I'll have the butler set another place.
4: I'd rather not if you don't mind. Dr.
0: Turner, I'm giving you my word. Klaus Bleeker will have a fair and just trial. Now, of course, you'll stay? (laughs) Why,
4: yes, but it's my turn not to understand. Mrs. Van Ryan has a severe cold, Doctor. I
0: I was hoping you'd have a look at her.
2: Jeff Turner, dinner guest at Dragonwick. I just couldn't believe it. Nor could I understand why Cousin Nicholas insisted he'd spend the night. Perhaps it was thinking about that that kept me awake. Perhaps it was something else. But toward midnight, I heard a noise on the landing outside my door. And when I went to look... Oh, I like that. I like it. It's pretty. Katrine, why aren't you asleep? I don't want to sleep. It's so beautiful. What is? Don't you hear it? Such a pretty song. From down there. Darling, you've been dreaming. Oh, no. It's a lady. She's singing and playing the harpsichord. Katrine. It's like a lullaby. But it must be funny because sometimes she laughs... There. She's laughing now. Miranda, I don't like it anymore. I'm afraid. I'm afraid they could stop, Miranda. Darling, it's no one. <laughs> really, it isn't. You've just been imagining. Don't you see if there was anything out here, too? It's it stopped now. Of course it has. It never started, really. Come along now. Back to your room. No more bad dreams. Good night, Miranda. Good night, darling. Miss Miranda, Miss Miranda, Magda, what is it? Miss, you better get the ninja. Go get the doctor.
3: Magda, what's happened? It's Mrs. Van Ryn. I went in to make her comfortable for the night. I went to straighten the pillow and what? She's dead. <laughs>
1: second act of the Lady Esther Stringill play will follow in a moment. Now a word from Lady Esther.
5: Suppose you could consult the leading skin specialists of this country. Suppose you could ask these important doctors, what's the best thing I can do to my skin to make it lovelier? Their advice could be summed up in three little words, keep it clean. Of course you'd say, but I do. However, skin specialists know that many very fastidious women never get their skins really clean. And here's why. There's a stubborn film on every woman's skin. It's caused by natural oils mixed with cosmetics and dirt, and ordinary cleansing fails to remove this stubborn film. You think your skin is clean when it isn't. Day after day, this film clogs the pore openings, encouraging blackheads and blemishes. Day after day, it dulls the true freshness and beauty of your skin. But there is a safe, sure way to get rid of that stubborn film. And here it is. Smooth on my unique Lady Esther for purpose face cream and wipe it off. Immediately, and this is so important, apply Lady Esther cream again and wipe it off. This second cleaning with Lady Esther gets rid of that stubborn, clogging film. Now your skin is really clean. And instantly you see the difference, the clearer, fresher, younger look. You feel the new softness and smoothness. The very texture of my unique Lady Esther cream is different. So soft, so effective. That's one reason why my cream cleanses so thoroughly. If you want compliments tomorrow, remove that stubborn film tonight.
1: And now, Lady Esther presents the second act of Dragon Wick, starring Teresa Wright, Vincent Price, and Glenn Langan.
2: Cousin Joanna was dead. I couldn't believe it. And yet, as we stood there in a room, gathered around our bed...
0: Surely you can
4: do something for her, Doctor. I'm afraid not. I can't understand it. It doesn't make sense. Mr. Van Ryn, are you sure she ate nothing that might have... Dr. Turner, you
0: prescribed what she should have for dinner. You told her that she could have that cake. Uh, she insisted so. She'd have eaten
4: it anyway.
2: Could someone else have given her something?
4: No one was with her but myself. Of course, the cake was soaked in rum. Acute indigestion. Yes, it's possible, but I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Is it also possible that she
0: may have been more ill than you thought?
4: That's always a possibility, I'm afraid. At least you admit it, if you'll excuse me.
2: Jeff, I'm sure he didn't mean that you were to blame.
4: Well, whether he meant it or not, it's shameful, isn't it? For a doctor not to know. If I thought there were any reason why he...
2: There couldn't have been. He was always so kind to her. Why, that Grinalda is his prize plant... And he brought it here just to make her happy.
4: Hmm. Yes. She is smiling, isn't she? Well, you'd better get some sleep.
2: I only can. Good night. Yes?
0: There was a light under your door, I... May I talk with you?
3: Of course.
0: I can remember how that same chapel bell rang on the day that Johanna and I were married. Johanna laughed and said that it was a heavenly bell that would ring for us until death.
2: You were very happy together.
0: Yes. Until Katrine was born. Then we knew that Johanna could have no more children. That I was never to have a son. That there would be no more Van Rhines after me.
2: Uh, I wish I could help you. I want to so much.
0: Do you? Do you really? Miranda...
2: Bella stopped. It must be nearly dawn.
0: Miranda, you've known as well as I that this moment would come. It was inevitable. We were inevitable. Please. Otherwise, out of all this world, why should I have called to you and no one else? And why should you have come to me? Tell me.
2: I can't. I don't know.
0: Yes, you do. You've known it for a long time now, just as I have known it.
2: You mustn't say that. It's so soon. Please.
0: You can't help yourself any more than I... You love me, Miranda. Tell me that you don't. Forgive me. I had to say it. There was no way for me not to. And no one but you to hear it. Good night, Miranda. Miranda, say you're not angry with me.
2: I'm not angry with you. The day after the funeral, I left for my home. I wanted to be away from him, I wanted to think. But I knew even then what the answer would be. And in May, Nicholas came for me, and we were married. Mistress of Dragonwick, it was more than I'd ever dared to dream. Now I live for only one thing more, to give Nicholas a son. And at last I did. I remember how happy I was when it was over. Nicholas came to me and stood by my bed. And I looked up and smiled, and... Nicholas, at last... At last you have a son.
0: I have no son. My son is dead.
2: Magda, he's still in the tower room? Yes, Mrs. Van Ryan. How long has it been this time? More than a week,
3: without a word or a sound. The last time it was ten solid days with no... Magda. I'm sorry, ma'am.
2: I'm sure it isn't pleasant for him. And what is it for you? I don't know, Magda. I'm going up to find out. Yes? Nicholas?
0: Oh, it's you.
2: Yes, my dear.
0: uh, This is an unlooked-for pleasure. I wasn't expecting you. Frankly, I had almost succeeded in forgetting you. (laughs) Don't be frightened of me.
2: I'm not frightened.
0: No, I'm sure you're not. You have courage, Miranda. I like that about you.
2: Nicholas, what do you do up here? What
0: do I do? I live. I'm sure you're unable to understand that.
2: I want to understand if you'll help me.
0: Shall I? Shall I tell you what you want to know? Very well, brace yourself. Prepare to have your God-fearing farm-bred morality shaken to its core. You see, I am what is vulgarly referred to as a drug addict. Why? What? No tearful reproaches. No attempts to save me, to regenerate me.
2: Why have you found this necessary?
0: Because I had to set free something within me. Something that ever since I can remember has been like a rock caught in my heart and my brain, pushing at me, choking me.
2: Why not put it in a simple way, Nicholas? You're just plain running away.
0: As simple as that.
2: I know you better than you think. You've always run away... Whenever you've come up against something unpleasant, something you couldn't change, like the rent laws.
0: Or the death of my son. Our son. Get out.
2: Nicholas, let me help.
0: You. I don't need to be helped.
2: Help me, then. Please don't shut me out like this. Let me be unhappy with you and happy again. Let me be part of you. Let me love you and love me, too. Get out. I'm sorry, Nicholas. I had to try. <laughs> walk in the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff. Miranda? (gasps) Nicholas, you startled me.
0: Miranda, you've been spending so much time in your room, I thought perhaps this plant might make your retirement less unbearable.
2: Persian Granada, your favorite.
0: (laughs) Your happiness is mine, but may I ask why you sit here by the garden window in the half-dark?
2: I, I... was thinking... And
0: does the mere act of thinking always make you look so frightened? What were you thinking of? Of Joanna. Why? I don't know. Poor Joanna. Sometimes I... Listen. Listen. Do you hear that?
2: What?
0: Nothing. Nothing. The wind in the garden.
2: There is no wind. Yes, there
0: is. No, out there, somewhere, something, a, a creaking board, perhaps. It, it isn't important. It, it's stuff now.
2: But I didn't hear anything.
4: Neither did I.
2: Yes. Yes, you did. From the other room. The harpsichord. Azeal. Stop it. Then Katrine did hear her that night. And you must have heard her when our little son.
0: Kitchen talk. Now you've reached your own level again.
2: I've never believed it, really. Until now. Now I know I.
4: May I come in this way? Dr. Jeff. Mind if I drop in? I just happen to be passing by.
0: Passing by? With an army of farmers marching through my
4: gardens? Oh, their fight is all over now, Van Ryn. And you've lost. The governor signed the anti-rent law last night.
0: Jeff, why have you come
2: here like this?
4: I've been doing some studying. I want to talk about flowers with the patroon.
2: Flowers?
4: I'd advise you to confine yourself to medicine, doctor. Well, strangely enough, I've learned they're related. Miranda, I'd advise you not to take that plant to your room.
2: I don't understand.
4: doesn't matter. He does. Van Ryan, is it as pretty as a plant in your late wife's bedroom the night she died?
0: Doctor, you're letting the conversation become rather morbid.
4: I was never able to forget that plant. At the time, I thought it was very beautiful. I've found out since it was also very deadly. In fact, that's why I'm here.
2: Nicholas, what does he mean?
4: The granada is a glucoside, similar to digitalis, but far more poisonous.
2: No. I don't believe it. It was
4: convenient having a doctor on hand, even a bad doctor like myself. It was all so legitimate. She had a bad cold. She couldn't have tasted anything in the cake. It was soaked with rum and it looked like
2: Nicholas, out... no. Put that gun down. Don't you. No. Oh. Oh.
1: I'm sorry, ma'am. It was either him or Dr. Jeff. Nicholas Miranda.
4: He was insane.
1: A murderer.
2: But for him to die like this...
4: Wait. I think he's trying to talk.
2: Yes? What is it, Nicholas?
4: Those...
0: Those men. Tell them to take off their hats in the presence of the patrol.
1: Thank you, Glenn Langham, Vincent Price, and Teresa Wright for an absorbing performance. We hope you'll be with us again soon.
2: You can count on us, Mr. Bradley. For that matter, you can count on every actor and actress in Hollywood because we all know the wonderful work being done by the Motion Picture Relief Fund and its country house. And we know that work is made possible largely by this radio program. And now, Vincent Price has something to tell you.
0: Friends, don't forget to send your contribution to the March of Dimes. Join the fight to stamp out infantile paralysis. Remember, it's your fight. Infantile paralysis may attack your own family. Half your contribution goes for medical research. Half stays right in your own community for care and treatment of anyone who needs it. Send your contribution to your local March of Dimes.
2: Thank you, Vincent. now, before we tell you about next week's show... Here's a word from one of America's best-known beauty authorities, Lady Esther.
5: Thank you, Miss Wright. Ladies, many women write me and say, Lady Esther, one big reason I prefer your cream is that it never leaves my skin feeling greasy or sticky. Well, that's because the very texture of my Lady Esther cream is different, so soft, so effective. You see this difference in the jar, and you feel it as you use my cream. You notice how easily Lady Esther cream spreads, how easily and thoroughly it wipes off. My cream does not leave that messy, sticky, greasy feeling. Instead, it leaves your skin feeling so refreshed, wonderfully clean. My cream is really different because, you see, it's made by a special formula. There is no other cream like Lady Esther. Remember, too, my unique Lady Esther four-purpose face cream does four of the things your skin needs most. Besides cleansing thoroughly, it softens your skin helps nature refine your pores and makes a perfect powder base. Lady Esther needs no help from any other cream. Use my unique cream faithfully at least once each day, but remember, always use two applications, one immediately following the other. That's the way to get rid of that stubborn film which hides the true beauty of your skin. That's the way to give your skin its best chance to build new loveliness.
1: the Lady Esther Screen Guild players will present Swell Guy. It will star Anne Blythe and Joseph Cotton. Be sure to listen, will you? Dragonwick was produced and directed for Lady Esther by Bill Lawrence, adapted by Harry Cronman, and was presented through the courtesy of 20th Century Fox, producers of Daryl F. Zanuck's The Razor's Edge. Vincent Price appeared through the courtesy of 20th Century Fox and will soon be seen in their picture, Moss Rose. Teresa Wright appeared through the courtesy of Samuel Goldwyn and is one of the stars in his production, The Best Years of Our Lives. Glenn Langan will soon be seen in the 20th Century Fox Technicolor production, The Home Stretch. Music on tonight's program was arranged and conducted by Wilbur Hatch. Tonight's Lady Esther Screen Guild play is being heard by our servicemen and women overseas through the worldwide shortwave and network facilities of the Armed Forces Radio Service. This is Truman Bradley speaking for Lady Esther. Thank you, and good night. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System.